previously on Dungeon Times. Man, guys, I feel so at home here now after all this time. And when you think about it, this is basically our house now, because we killed the man who owned it. Brangelo, where are you from? Brangelo, that's not how property law squatting works rights. in civilized society. Well, yeah, squatting rights. This is one of four amulets channeling communication between the wearer and the manifestation or god. Uh, go on your shopping spree. What? Shopping spree? With all that gold you got. The skeleton godron. You will trust him, and you will assist him. Speaking of messing with magic, you uh, find out where those other amulets are? Yeah, I did. Well, would you rather take the boat and spend a month or teleport? Teleport. Thank you. Welcome to Dungeon Time, a D&D <laughs> podcast with friends. As usual, I'm the Dungeon Master, Justin, and we And asked, I'm Adam. And that's Adam. Uh, and we got Sam. No one, nope. No one else. That's Sam. And we got... F- Fiona. And we got... It, it's your boy, Emily. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, we, we all here. Last time, everyone went on like a fun shopping spree. Adam bought some boxes. Brangelo bought some boxes. Those fucking boxes. <laughs> and he bought a broom. And a broom. A broom. That's pretty sweet, actually. A bag of holding. Yeah, you actually kind of, like, saved your money. Yeah. A little bit. What is that? <laughs> um, I'm going to steal more money. Yeah. So it's a new day, a new dawn. Y'all wake up in your respective quarters in Jeremy's Nugget Palace. Oh, is that, like, tricked out yet? It's a work in progress. Um, you're actually all rudely awakened by the construction crew as they arrive early and just start kind of nailing away. Damn it, Clenchy. You gotta do that right right here, right now. Hey, some of us have to pull up our bootstraps for a living. All right, hey, all right. When are you guys going to be done with this project? Uh, well, he unfurls a large schematic. Judging by this, uh, we'll need a few wizards and a miracle to pull this one off, but... Oh. Like just, a, just go have yourselves another adventure, whatever you do, and we'll we'll have made some progress. Is it like gonna be like a movie theater and like a bowling alley and? Oh geez, uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, what's a movie? It's one of. The, he's, eh, he's poor. He doesn't know. Some some book enchantment. I don't understand the technology. See, I I only recently learned how to read, so that's beyond me. But uh, halflings these days, they're just all up on the technology. Jeremy is uh, in the kitchen cooking up a, a you breakfast. Can't, you can't tell what creature type I am anymore. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Magically immune. It. You never knew in the first place. You don't so. even remember. <laughs> what if you put it on rat baby? <laughs> <laughs> That's already a that? mystery. We already <laughs> don't know. Yeah, it's redundant. Sweet rat baby. Jeremy's in the kitchen cooking up some breakfast. Huh? Is it chicken nuggets? It's not chicken nuggets. <laughs> I don't know. A real one-trick pony. He he loves <laughs> he loves uh, advertising his nuggets, but you know, like weeks and weeks of fried oh, yeah. breaded chicken's probably not good for you. Sometimes you just want to make some fried eggs. So this time it's some fried pork and eggs. Yeah. <laughs> and fried breaded pork chops. Yeah. <laughs> Anton's helping Jeremy. Yeah, you guys are whisking away in the kitchen. Boy, Jeremy, you sure you sure are treating us right here. Oh yeah, I I try, you know. With uh, with all these renovations, you know, Godron's done a lot for me here. 
Which, uh, by the way... Yeah, where is Skeletor? He's up in his experimental lab, and I don't think he sleeps. So I'm sure he's been up to whatever he does. You know, maybe go check on out. Go check him out later. After this breakfast. Alrighty. Here's some orange juice. Thank you. Do you have any coffee or tea? Oh, yeah. He turns around and pulls up uh, a big old pot of coffee. Oh, that's like, some good joke. Like, comically big? Yeah. Like the net neutrality guy's coffee mug thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it, it says Reese's Puffs on it. Oh, such a bad coffee mug. Um, I'll have some coffee, please. You have your coffee. It is delicious. Not too hot, not too cold. Oh, I was hoping it would be steaming hot. Well. Because I like steaming hot. Well, too fucking bad, oh. Marcus. This is a pretty good cup of coffee. Ugh, whatever. <laughs> I want to go see what our adventure dad is up to. You head on upstairs to the now third floor, which is precarious and kind of scary to walk up, but since you weigh nothing, I suppose it's fine. Uh, You go into the room where you hear a bunch of uh, clattering and kind of swearing from behind the door. Uh, You see Godrin experimenting away, and he turns to you and says... Oh, well, good morning. Hey, Gadrin. Hey. I want to uh, follow up. Are we all following up? Yeah. Okay. I'm bringing a plate of food. <laughs> You're all just in time. You see, I've done it. Okay. What is it? What's he that? pulls up a globe of the, of the planet and points to a continent on the northern, uh, northern bit of the, the globe. You know, it's like the, basically the North Pole. Yeah. Oh. Is that a location of one of the amulets? Yes. And I've nailed it down to within a 10-mile radius. Much better than I thought I'd be able to do. God, I've outdone myself. I do constantly, but every time I do, it's just, ah, I'm great. So humble. I know. I'm really good at that, too. Congratulations, Godron. And what's... Do we have to get, do we have to, let me remember, do we have to adventure there and then we can use the hearth stones to get back? I mean, the not hearth stones. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the stones that are not copyrighted. I don't know why you keep calling it that, but you will be able to return here. Although, beware, once you use the stone, it will be done. And I can't just make these, you know. They're very expensive. How did you get them in the first place? I just made them, you see. It was very expensive. Well, Mr. Godrin... I'm sure that you'll be able to outdo yourself again. Oh, surely. I'm counting on it. I'm, I'm counting on myself. So how will we get into, like, way up there? Well, I'll be able to teleport you. It seems that it is right outside of a town, uh, a mining town. Um, I think I can, using my magics, get you to within the outskirts of the town, and then uh, from there you'd be on your own. Okay. Can you tell us anything else about this place? Well, from what I've read, it's a joint operation uh, for mining precious metals and the town. Yeah, metals. precious metals. Paulette, I thought that I thought that this might be of interest to you, but this place in particular, it's seeing as it's on the outskirts of civilized land, uh, aptly named the End, which I guess for them was kind of a a tongue-in-cheek way of the exclaiming the pioneer spirit and all that. Although, 
It's kind of macabre, if I might say so myself, as as a skeleton. It's like Gadrin. Yeah. You're a skeleton. I know, so I I like I would know. So do we know anything about this guy that has the amulet? Or gal. It might be a gal, I don't know. Unfortunately all I know is uh the general location of of the amulet, which I'm almost certain it's either in this town or they've dug it up in their excavation. There might be some ancient ruins. I really don't know the current state of their operation. Is, is there a way for whoever has this to, like, not be super evil? Like, are we definitely looking for a super evil person? Probably looking for a huge asshole, okay. if I'm being honest here. Um, it, it takes it takes a certain type of person to want to exploit the power that an amulet of this sort can give you. Now... Should we expect them to have a lot of power over the people of this region? Or? Well, I should warn you, Mordred was an idiot. Yeah. And he was able to <laughs> we, bring we, back <laughs> very dangerous forms of life. So if one of these medallions were to fall in the hands of a more capable magic user, I am not sure what they could be capable of. What's the weather in this region like? Cold. Which but I've it, already procured some nice kind of... Some nice uh, Canadian goose All right, coats for you. Two things. Is there a coat for Rat Baby? You're going to look fly as hell. Thank and so you. will Rat Baby. Excellent. I forgot my other question. I hate the cold. What was my other question? Uh, Marcus. No, Wario can just blink out when he's cold. I had another. Oh, yeah. You don't know what this guy might be capable of. And yet you're pretty sure that we can handle it? I have utmost faith in you. Why don't you do this? See. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I just trust you so much. No, no, the real answer is I'm afraid that my attunement with these ancient oh, yes. beings might awaken the user to gain an insane amount of power in that I just generally don't want to be near these if someone is wearing and using the amulet. Miss, uh, Mr. Godron, um... Are the, is there anyone else in the world like you? Because uh, I, I don't want to show up somewhere and have to face off against an, an unnamed adversary and a skeleton man. Well, I could assure you there might be other agents in the field out working for the same benefactor as I, but I can doubly assure you there is no one else quite like me. I give finger guns to him. Hey. We don't we don't mean like in a cutesy way. Like you're special, but like is are there any other like super powerful skeleton people? No. Okay. So you said you located it within what, ten ten mile radius? Ten mile radius. That's great. I know locate objects, so I might be able to sort of direct us once we get into the close range. What if it's magically shielded? Well, yeah. then it won't work. It probably won't, although I can't fault you for trying. Yeah. Well, you know. So, Godwin, when are we leaving? As, uh, Jeremy, do you need these? Do you need these kiddos for anything? I'm like 107. Oh, uh, no, no, I, I should be good here. I can run this. I can run this operation. Well, as, uh, as soon as you're ready. I, I suggest you take your coats, though. You might be cold upon landing. Um, I, Paulette puts her coat on, and she also takes Rat Baby out of her bag and puts his coat on and puts him back. These are provided coats? Yeah. What, what do they look like? Um, 
They're, they're so they were Canadian goose, goose. goose down. They're bougie as fuck, Canadian they're goose coats. They're North Face. Yeah. Uh, which one is the coolest looking? Uh, one of them is Blaze Orange. I take that one. Oh, no. That makes a lot of sense. What's, what are the other colors? You got an olive green. You got a black. Oh, black. You got a deep blue. Yep. I'll take the black one. Uh, I'll take the olive green. Blue's fine. Okay. I'll take the one that is way too small for everyone else. All right. If you're all ready, I'll, <clears throat> I'll begin the spell now. If you've never teleported before, this is not quite like that. You might feel like you're being turned inside out a little bit, but trust me, it's fine. Uh, Anyways, okay. bye. Ah! <laughs> snaps his fingers, and you spaghettify in this strange wormhole space and exist uncomfortably for what seems like forever. Ugh. But then, as soon as it's done, you appear standing in a frozen tundra. Man. Angelo, don't puke on your new coat. Uh, no, I'm fine. Uh, oh. I really prefer the transportation methods that we used to have back when I worked for the government. That was real dicey. What did you do? How did they teleport you? Well, it wasn't like that, I can tell you that much. It was clean. But what was it like? It was like you were in one place and then the next. Um, <laughs> you didn't feel like spaghetti soup. You're a real wordsmith, Marcus. You should think about writing a book when all this is over. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm being mean. You suck. <laughs> hey, he's an author of international acclaim, apparently. Was Listen, let's just story? let's just That's, that was something he told us just recently. Our good friend Marcus here told us. <sighs> I hate this cold. I hate this conversation. You all <laughs> hear um, a muffled voice coming from inside your your bags. Oh, I, I, I grab. Uh, I open my bag and I yell into it. I grab my stone thing out of my bag it's, and I put it to my ear. It's Godrin. He's saying, I forgot to tell you, we could talk over these also. So, Godrin! What's up? Your voice is coming through this thing. I'm glad you guys made it all right. King That's Red so Lions. novel. Can you see me through here? I like hold it up to my face and start like... Uh, you're a little blurry. Maybe hold it more... No, I'm fucking with you. I, I cannot see you. This oh, is okay. a voice only. Can you smell us? Yes. Paulette farts into it. I heard that. That was a good one. Can you smell it? I'm, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I really couldn't smell anyways, but that's all right. Well, that's right. You ain't got a nose. So my bit of advice to you is, I guess, scout out the locals. Kind of see what you can figure out. Um, but yeah, good luck. Are we by Godron the out. Are we by the entrance? 10-4, Godron. Yeah, what do we see? You are about... Like, maybe you're up on a hill about half a mile away from what looks like a pretty large town. Um, there are smoke, like, smokestacks coming out of chimneys. Um, there's, like, a light frost over everything. Uh, you see evergreen trees. Uh, you can see what looks like they've been doing quite a bit of logging, cutting down trees for what you presume to be, like, a really useful resource to have in a winter wasteland. Um, you also can see about to the right of the town, if you're coming up from the south, which you teleported south of it, uh, what looks like their whole mining operation. Um, you don't really, even though you can like see the streets of the town in like clear sight, you don't really see anybody walking around. Is there any smoke coming from the mining operation at all? Not from the mining operation. Um, 
you see some people coming and going from a bigger building, and there's smoke coming from there, and there are lights inside. But uh, it's about midday. And there's a stiff breeze as you kind of, it settles in that you are in a pretty harsh climate. Oh, this is just not my place. Ah, the frozen north. I used to know a guy from here. Who was it? He was another (laughs) druid. He turned into a polar bear a lot. He was fine. You guys bear it up sometimes? Um, what are you talking about? (laughs) Marcus says private. What a man does in his spare time. It's private stuff. All right. Boy, I sure am hungry. So from here, you can actually get a really good vantage point of the town, and I'm going to give you a map. So you're coming in from the south. I thought the building that said the mayor, I thought it said Ann Taylor, and I was like, there's an Ann Taylor law. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just across from the Joanne Fabrics. (laughs) So as you approach from the south, um, the bigger larger building um, that you've seen people come in and out of appears to be a tavern of some sort and has a sign outside uh, called The Lodestone. The Lodestone. Oh, man. Are you going to just kind of walk around and sort of... I'm goading around. Okay. I'm looking for sandwich deals. Sandwich deals? Yeah. You don't find any particular sandwich shop. Uh, You do find... You find the mayor's... What is called the mayor's... Mm -hmm office at the northern side of the town as per the sign outside uh you see the general store also designated by the sign and what appears to be the like the bailiffs area or like the jail for drunkies and all that uh does there smell like there's food in the tavern uh yeah sort of um another thing you notice is that a lot of the houses are boarded up or rather, the buildings that are nondescript have windows, but they're covered either... What is this place called again? The End. The town's called The End? The town is called The End. Oh. It's a very tongue-in-cheek, like... Right. It's like one of the furthest reaches of civilization on the planet. Um, I want to do a perception check to see how, like, see what other people are doing in the town. Okay. It is a 21. You don't see a lot of activity on the streets, although you have noticed um, a few people walking to the general store. Mm-hmm. Um, at this, like, let's say you've been observing for about 15 minutes, you've maybe seen 10 or 12 people walk into the store and not leave. Um, some people also come and go from the Lodestone as well, the tavern. Do you want to walk into that general store and see what's going on? <clears throat> Why not? It's a little early to go to the tavern, don't you think? Yeah. Maybe they'll have some information about this town. Let's enter in style, gang. I swing up onto my broom of flying. I'm already ready to go. <laughs> Guess we'll walk in. I'm gonna roll up to the swoop, swoop on up to the general store. You, you dock your do, do you dock your uh, your broom or just ride it in? Just ride it in and sort of do like the Malfoy like standing up riding thing, and oh, then just what's up? And then just kind of jump off the side. Yeah, <laughs> you do that, um, and as you enter, you see sort of an un, not a mob, but an unruly crowd of people all just kind of clamoring. Um, you see two kind of armed and well armored um, people 
sort of trying to keep the crowd at bay while the man behind the counter is frantically trying to seem to like hand out supplies to people. Um, you see one of the guards uh, like sort of take down a guy and start arresting him. Um, the guard says, um, let me guess, Benny tossed you out, so now you gotta come and try to start something here? And the man being arrested replies, Hey, at this rate, you're gonna run out of manacles. How are you gonna solve the situation, Carl? Why don't you make yourself useful and just leave me alone? The guard, who you presume is named Carl, is having none of it, and just continues to arrest this guy. Um, he carries him out of the general store and looks at you with a look of surprise on his face, and uh, just kind of carries on arresting this guy. Hey, what's going on here? Um, Are you still standing on your broom? <laughs> I like just got off. Just roll up and hey, what's going on? A lot of people kind of look up from what's going on in there, and they notice you guys. Um, Anton is like peeking from around the door. The the man behind the counter takes advantage of the silence that kind of drops over and just yells, "All right, everybody, listen up." The mandated rations are the same as they have been any other day. No one here is being cheated. Uh, quickly, someone from the crowd takes an opportunity to call him out for being a liar and a thief, and the kind of noise just starts back up again, and everyone forgets about you for a second. Um, some people are now, though, aware that you're there and just kind of eyeing you up. Um, Paulette sidles up to one of the aggravated townspeople. Can you believe what's going on with these rations? Yeah, why? What do you know? I was saying, can you believe they're, cu- they're cutting them down? Yeah, that's what I thought. I knew they were cutting it down. You know, yeah. what we're getting today is not as good as last week. Yeah. Say, didn't I see you getting a little little too much on your plate? I didn't even get my rations yet, buddy. Yeah, that's what, that's what you would say. I bet you're with the perks, aren't you? With the who? Uh, at this point, Quentin notices this and kind of intervenes. Quentin, the other guard, uh, says, look... I don't know who you are. We don't get newcomers around often, and I don't have time to explain what's going on. Isn't that kind of your job? I got a lot on my plate right now. How about... See, he's got more on his plate. <laughs> Figuratively. Hey. Paulette kind of gives him a smile. A little cheeky smile. See, I'm fun. They kind of just... I'm kind of fun. Sigh. <laughs> uh, how about you just get down to the lodestone, where the poor souls there might just be too drunk to notice that you're a new face. And with the new face comes another mouth to feed. Also, you might find Dewey there. Dewey? What about Benny? Yeah, Benny's the barkeep there, too. Oh. Uh, but anyways, if you'll excuse me. And they go back to trying to calm the clamoring crowd and help uh, the man behind the counter hand out what just looked to be, like, sacks of bread and other general supplies. I turn to Marcus and I say, well, I guess this doesn't seem like a place where you can get a decent sandwich, huh? Um, yeah, you're probably gonna have a hard time finding some good food here. Well, lucky for us, we got a bucket filled with grilled cheese sandwiches and onion rings. You should definitely not say that out loud. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm just saying we could use it for leverage here, possibly. Brangelo, let's go talk to some of those drunks down at the tavern. Maybe they'll be a little more loose lipped. Yeah, right. We're the new king of this town. We're the the fried food bandits. (laughs) We're in charge. Greasy bandits. (laughs) I wonder how Jeremy would do if he had a. Another location here. 
Probably pretty well. Thrive. <laughs> we use we use the talk stones to send that relay that message back. <laughs> Jeremy, you got to start a chain. All right. So, um, I think we should go to the lodestone. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. You leave the general store and you see the first guard carrying that arrested man down to the down to the jail, and they kind of just walk up. Uh, you guys head down to the lodestone, and as you enter, um, I get back on my broom so I can do the same <laughs> entrance I did before. You show a new crowd your six stunt, but no. Hey, one, gang, what it is? No one's really watching. Uh, as you enter, you see there are like single individuals drinking alone at tables, just sort of down and out about the situation, whatever that situation might be. Um, you also see kind of a fight breaking out between two tables where there are two different groups of uh, kind of labor-looking folks wearing tattered clothes. Um, you're not sure what Jets the argument's about. Uh, you think someone's like, hey, you sabotaged my mining rig, <laughs> uh, that's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Um, and you see a very pissed-off-looking half-orc behind the bar kind of observing the situation. And he notices you, but is keeping an eye on the, the fight breaking out. Hey, barkeep, can I get a... You got something hot? Yeah. We got hot water. <laughs> I can heat up this mead for you. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll, I guess I guess I'll take a pint of mead. All right. And he goes, uh, he goes back into a back room real quick. And then comes back out with a steaming hot mug of mead. Wow, you weren't kidding. Mm-hmm. It's some hot mead. Yeah, it's one of the finer things we have around here. And that'll be uh, that'll be a gold. All right, here's a, here's a couple. A gold? For one cup of mead? Back in my home village, you could you could buy a whole jug for fifty copper. Anton, this isn't the place. Paulette scrambles up onto the bar stool next to Brangelo, and she leans over to the an- the half orc, and she goes. You uh, you look like you might need to uh, employ some extra helping hands around here. And she motions to the the fight that's breaking out. Yeah, I'm keeping my eye on it. Do you need a bouncer? No, I do pretty well off on my own. You see, uh, these guys keep is me he, occupied. Is I he guess. missing the humor that Paulette is offering to be a bouncer? <laughs> I'm not one to judge a person by their stature. That's, wow, that's good. I've I've seen a lot of things in my time. I'm you- real fighty. You sure are one salt-of-the-earth bartender. Um, one of the tables of the arguing crowd flips over, and the barkeep uh, slams his axe into the bar. <laughs> it is a very large axe. Oh, it I is bigger him. than Paulette. I have a crush on him. And everyone just kind of shuts up and looks at him, and he points at the door. And they all leave. Oh, you must be Benny. That's me. Don't you think that they're just going to go fight somewhere else? You know, as long as it's not in here, that is, uh, that's going to be Bale of Dewey's problem. Hey, Benny. Are you single? <laughs> Why? My friend wanted to know, and I bump Anton. Uh, oh, yes, that's right. Um, you, it seems like you might have some space for us to rent upstairs, if that was possible. Yeah, that's definitely what I meant by single, and I wink. He winks back. It's like, well, I'm flattered, but unfortunately, I don't have the time for that. I've never had a father. 
Anton's the best wingman. You and me both, kid. Oh, that must be must be so lonely here, uh, up in the end, with no one to help keep you warm. Yeah, do you guys have any exciting things that happen here ever? Or is it just mining and general store fighting? Black lung. <laughs> Dysentery. Other mining parties. Gold Rush era diseases. What were they fighting about, do you think? Well, the companies up here aren't really keen of each other anymore. About three or four months ago, things were really getting along well, you know. You wouldn't expect four private companies working the same mine to get a- along, but, you know, people did. There was enough metal to go around, and it was just a really nice cooperative effort. But then, uh, yeah, recently something's been going on. You know, they've been going after each other's throats. Everyone's real paranoid. Uh, does it does it seem like that was instigated by any one, let's say, like, super asshole of a person? <laughs> Uh, I couldn't say, uh, couldn't say so myself, you know, everyone's, it's all been the same folk and everyone here has been doing their best. Um, it's just, I'm not so sure that we're going to make it another year. I think this will be, I hope for everyone's safety, a ghost town pretty soon. You mean this will be the end of the end? Uh, yeah, you know. I splashed my drink on, on Marcus. I was, I was here when the town was named, and it was all in good spirit and fun. Uh, we were all proud that we had come up here and settled this area so far away from other cities, but now it's just kind of a, a sad reality. Was anyone, like, new when these fights broke out, or was there, like, a new part of the mine that people were exploring? Maybe one of the companies was exploring? Well, there's always the legends you hear, you know, you dig too greedily and too deep, and you uh, unearth something that you shouldn't have Paulette, disturbed. Paulette leans really far forward on the bar, and she goes, I love legends. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you spin a pretty good yawn, Benny. <laughs> so, that's what Dewey is on about. I don't know. I don't really uh, mess with any of that kind of lore. You know, I'm not even really a miner myself. I just help keep the peace within these humble halls. Well, I... Do you know if... If there is anywhere for us to lodge, I saw a lot of boarded up homes, but maybe something a little more hospitable? You probably won't find any friendly uh, people out there. The neighborhoods all keep to themselves these days, but you're free to stay here. There is an open room upstairs. Great, thank you. Uh, At this time, you notice someone else come in uh, through the door, and they just kind of beeline it for the bar, keeping their head down, and they just... Pull up a stool and sit. Uh, hey, buddy, no need to be a stranger. Benny nods at him and starts fixing up a drink for him, and the stranger doesn't really... He looks at you quizzically and then just kind of like looks back down. Um, as he takes a seat and gets his drink, uh, one of the bar patrons scoots his chair backwards and says, Well, if it isn't the law, a lot of good you've done lately, do nothing, do we? How about you go and arrest those criminals working for the Quartz Limited Company for stealing our machine oil? Uh, And another woman quickly stands up to accuse this guy. Let me guess by your colors, you lousy perk. Funny you should call us criminals when you're living fat and happy off our food supplies. And they start kind of gearing up to do a fisticuff. And then Benny pulls out two hand axes and throws them expertly at their drinks on their table and smashes them both. And points at the door. 
Damn. And they're very quick to leave after this. Blood is blushing. <laughs> Dude, do you not have, do you not know how to stand up for yourself in this kind of situation? Do we? Do we? Sorry, I said do we. Oh, I don't. Do I not know? No. I well, guess you I do know he's Dewey now. Yeah. Uh, Dewey kind of leans backwards and looks at you and says, "Well, I know everyone in this town." Is it a blessing or a soon-to-be concern of mine that I don't know you? That really depends on which side of this issue you're on, buddy. Yep. Well, my interest is keeping the mining efforts going, but seeing as things are the way they are, I suppose I'm not doing too good of a job, huh? And then he takes a big pull out of his mead. Where does all the food come from here? I don't suppose anything really grows. No, nothing really grows, at least not during these seasons, and... The last harvest of potatoes that we had wasn't all that good. Uh, normally we get in shipments, but uh, unfortunately they've disappeared. Uh, hmm. Sounds like you've got a bandit problem. Have you investigated any of those? Oh, we've tried. We've got suspicions, but... Uh, say, enough about me. What brings you here? To the end of the end. <laughs> um. Road trip? We were interested in touring the mines. Here, there's some some interesting stuff there, and we're you know we we could be interested in dealing precious stones. We want to learn more we're, about we're, them. We're investors. We're like uh, we want to learn to appraise them better. <laughs> well, you've picked a hell of a time to come up here and check out our operation. Um, you all sound like a nice group of, uh, group of kids. So, uh, say, you wouldn't be adventurers, would you? Maybe, maybe a little bit. No, no, sir. My grandmother would never allow me to be an adventurer. Oh, well, that's too bad, because we could probably use some metal around here. Hey, listen, don't, don't, don't listen to, to... Prudy McShortpants over hey, here. Sir, if you want someone that'll only turn into a bear and destroy everything, then keep listening to this clown. But me... Hey, okay, we're, we're like we're like an adventuring family, except we all kind of hate each other and we're bad at stuff. <laughs> but we come as a package. That was far too honest. <laughs> Consider us at, uh, contracting enforcers. I cast Druidcraft to make it sound like Anton farted. <laughs> Excuse me. It was my demon. Oh, well. I'm sure you're more than capable. I'm sure. And he takes another big drink of his mead. I mean, it's strange that you got up here in the first place. Or so cut off from the rest of civilization. I can't even believe that word got out. Word got out of what? So what have you heard so far? Has, uh, has our lovely bartender been kind of getting you up to speed about the state of things here? He's been getting me up to something. <laughs> I guess not. Yes. I feel like there's a lot that we don't... Yes. Dewey's been, Mr. Dewey's been very helpful. As Benny. Mr. Benny. Dewey. I'm cold. I'm sorry, these vapors. Yes, you may have... Yes, <laughs> you may have heard from that... Uh, that bar goer. My name is Dewey. I'm the bailiff around here. It's all just between me and my four other compatriots. We were the law of the town, and 
For a few years, you know, we really just had nothing to do. Everything was hunky-dory. But, oh, sorry. but uh, these last three or so months has been really rough. You know, people just, no one has the trust in each other anymore. And with the freeze coming on, I just don't know that we're going to make it. So what happened about three months ago? I don't know, but, you know, <laughs> Benny... Does anyone know? Benny would call me crazy, but I think that the the mining just found something cursed. What about the mayor? The mayor? She's She's been really... She's kind of just tr- trying to keep it all together and bless her heart and is doing her best, but um, she's been really kind of down, down on herself. I, I tell her not to be so hard on herself, but... Well... Is is there anyone who could take us on a tour of the mines? Uh, I really, it's it's been a point of contention actually for the last two weeks. We've forbid anybody from going down in the mines uh, out of fear of creatures. You know, we think that we we don't want anyone to get killed. We're we've, real good at murder. Uh, that doesn't instill a lot of confidence in me. As long as your blades pointed towards the other guys, I suppose. Yeah. Probably. Like like contract murder. We're not just going willy-nilly. Well, I'll tell you what. Right. The mayor, the mayor Glenn would like to meet with you. And uh, I think that we might be able to use your help. Oh, uh, sounds good. I'm, right. it's, it sure is cold here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cold. This is a cold town. Sip your coat up, Brangelo. I, I'm I, your shirt up, Brangelo. Put your shirt back on, Brangelo. Put your shoes back on, Brangelo. <laughs> Pull your pants up. <laughs> All right, Benny, I'll see you later. I'm going to take these guys up to meet Glenn. All right. I start putting my clothes Peace. back on. Bye, Benny. See ya. <laughs> you guys leave. <laughs> His voice suddenly very deep. <laughs> see ya. He's also trying to impress me, it's obvious. <laughs> I mean, bye. <laughs> Uh, you guys leave the tavern. Um, I, I saunter out of the tavern on my boat. <laughs> I, I start throwing snowballs at everybody. <laughs> about a block. Stop doing that. God, I hate snow. About a block away, you see the people that left the bar earlier just duking it out in the streets. So. I start throwing snowballs at them. <laughs> <laughs> they pay no attention. Uh. <clears throat> They're just after each other. Uh, Dewey glances over and just goes, eh. Uh, here, mayor's house this way. And walks in the opposite direction of the fight. Aren't you going to break them up? You see, I, I've been breaking up fights for the last three months. You know, it just seems pointless. They're, they're just after each other all the time. They'll get tired eventually and go back to, up to, to their locked houses. Are they just fighting? What are they fighting about? They're fighting about... Oh, God, I've heard it all. It's, oh, you're stealing my machine parts. You're, you're sabotaging our tools. Oh, you're just going down to the mines past curfew to try to get the ore for yourself, stealing our food. God damn it all. I mean, when we were in the general store earlier, they thought that Paulette was trying to steal something. Oh, I'm not surprised, you know. They thought I was getting more rations. Does she not look like she's not from around here, though? Well. I don't see anyone else wearing cargo shorts. People here are just... <laughs> Knee-high socks pulled up. Yeah, them. filled with gold. <laughs> Hundreds of pounds of gold. <laughs> <laughs> now, people seem to be quicker to accuse and apply logic to any situation, so... Probably because it's so damn cold. Yeah, you're really not from around here, are you? 
I'm cold. <laughs> Do you want a snuggle wrap, baby? Yeah. <laughs> I pull it out of my bag in his little dog vest, and I hand him to Brangelo. He's snarling. I, I, cr- I cradle the pitiful creature in He's my not arms. not pleased with being removed from the bag. <laughs> the hey. warmth of the bag. I can't speak with animals. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Yeah. Hey. It's fucking cold, man. Here, get in my, get in my coat here. <laughs> you got any cheese? Oh, here, have an onion ring. Uh, all right. That's for you. Gobbles it up. Thanks for sticking with us, buddy. You're a real trooper. He farts. <laughs> it's toxic and... because it's a dog fart. He farts and snarls and just huddles huddles himself uh-huh. in the little baby carrier. Oh, you guys head up to the mayor's office. Um, inside is pretty modest. It's just kind of uh, a large room, and Dewey is leading the way. He goes into a back office, and inside you see um, like a rather slender half-elf woman sitting at a smaller desk kind of by the side, surrounded by uh, two guards dressed similarly to the two that you saw in the general store, though they're different. Um, and you see just kind of like a more portly dwarf sort of sitting in a chair looking over some documents. Um, um, there, there seems to be an argument happening between the uh, half-elf woman and the two guards. What is the argument? Can we hear? Uh, well, as you walk in, it's just kind of tense, and it just sort of stops as you come inside. Uh, the dwarf sort of stands up and says, Dewey, who are your friends? Are uh, we interrupting something? Uh, no. You guys arguing about people stealing stuff, too? Hello, ma'am. My name is Anton Khalifa, and it's a pleasure to meet you. Oh, please. Anton looks at the other people in his party, <laughs> disgusted <laughs> at their terrible manners. Paulette picks her nose. Uh, the dwarven woman kind of steps up, and she's got sort of a... Her demeanor is that she's defeated, but is sort of happy to see like new faces around here. It's like, I'm very pleased to meet you. I am the mayor of the town. Uh, my name is Glenn. Is it, was this the half-elf woman or the... This is the dwarf woman. The dwarf woman. My name, my name is Glenn Fribson, and I'm the mayor. Pleased to meet you, Mayor Fribson. She comes up and shakes your hand and is very firm. We are but four adventurers seeking to aid in whatever ways we just might. It's good to meet another powerful tiny woman. Ah, yes. There are a few of my stature. Um, how big is a halfling compared to a dwarf? Shorter. I know, but like percentage-wise. Like volume-wise, a lot less. Okay. But you're especially small. I'm like a walking cabbage patch dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you like small God. for halflings too? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a runt. Is there like three feet? You're like two feet. Yeah. I think gnomes oh are God. smaller even. You're an actual baby. I'm a baby. No, gnomes are bigger <laughs> than halflings. I'm a greasy stag. I've never realized yeah. that. But anyways, um, the half-elf woman at the desk uh, stands up and also introduces herself. Hello, I'm Rowena. I am assistant to the mayor. Uh, the two guards also just kind of give a nod to Dewey, uh, introduce themselves. Uh, hey, my name's Sid. And uh, Sid, the human male. And hi, my name's Plexico, the female dwarf. <laughs> the human male. <laughs> Uh, Rowena, pleasure meet, pleasure to meet you. I never thought I'd see another half-elf in these parts. 
Yeah, I was hoping, uh, hoping I wouldn't have been here for too long, as the situation is rather dire. We were discussing whether or not we would have enough supplies to last through the upcoming freeze. Yeah, it's really cold. It's only going to get worse. By a magnitude of a lot. So it's not even real winter here yet, huh? There's an event that happens annually in this uh, region of the Northern Expanse called the Freeze, which is a very quick onset of below, well below zero temperatures, um, inhospitable working conditions, and we're all forced to more or less stay inside. Um, is, we, there, is there anyone around here who is like really native to the region, or has everyone just moved up here to mine? Only the native creatures, which are hostile of their own right. Yeah. Hmm. It was the the chance at striking gold, which we have literally done for some time and made quite a bit of profit off, is the whole reason that we're here in the first place. Although, anyone who would choose to live here is probably a fool if it weren't for that. Have you heard tell of an any sort of dark amulet around these parts? No, nothing like that. Um, I'm sure you've been talking to Dewey about what has caused the townsfolk to turn so sour. What Uh, about any, like, real douchebags? I'm not sure I understand your dialect and nomenclature, but... Jerks. No jerks. There's no jerks? Well, everyone's a jerk now. Bro, we've seen, like, nine fist fights since we got here. There were no jerks. Um, Dewey looks, loves to spread the legend that perhaps we were too greedy in our mining ventures, although there's no evidence of that so far. Um, Dewey goes over to Sid and Plexico to look over some of the documents, and he starts shaking his head like, no, that's not enough lumber. If we had the shipment of magic items, we might be able to make it through, but we just can't risk the bodies. It, it seems like you need some help getting a shipment of magical items. So the situation is, uh, Dewey explains, uh, the situation is is that me and my crew, we've been just spread so thin between trying to keep people from killing each other and cutting down enough wood to have enough fuel for the furnaces. Um, we, as I might have mentioned before, have shipments of supplies that come in fairly regularly, and we had... All sorts of uh, magically enchanted gear to help us sort of stay warm throughout all of this, although I don't know what or how, but it's all vanished. They were boxed up in crates, and we were going to go disperse them amongst the townsfolk, and now they're gone. Uh, Where were they taken from? Someone, I've heard multiple reports saying they've seen figures carrying them down into the mines. Mm. Oh, like things that maybe shouldn't be capable of that, that are now capable of it? My gut says it's hobgoblins. We haven't had reports of any hobgoblins lately, but they're known to dwell within the caves. I used to deal to a hobgoblin. Kind of an unsavory sort. Oh, they're nasty. Um, and so, with all respect, Mayor Glenn, my proposition to these wayfarers is that we, we kindly ask them to go down into the depths, possibly at the risk of their own lives, to get some of these supplies, while I'll go with them, of course, but I need to leave my four guardsmen up here to tend with the the ongoing situation, and keep, just keep cutting down wood and preparing for the freeze. 
I think you'll find that we're pretty murder-capable, Rowena. Stop saying that, Pauline. Is it wrong? There's got to be a more diplomatic term. You'll ha- uh, let it be known that Brangelo has exactly zero morals and is willing to do anything. And I mean anything, ma'am. Hey, Anton, how would you like to be left in the snow by yourself? <laughs> anything. Anything. Um, Rowena sort of, she perks up at the, at the possible option of having you guys go down there. Uh, she says, well, I don't know that the questionable ethics would be of any help, but... Um, They're usually pretty helpful. I suppose I don't know you at all, so if you would be willing to help a town in need, we would be most grateful. And Glenn, she just kind of nods in agreement. Um, these people look very tired and really at their wits end. Um, Paulette sits down on the ground and starts sharpening one of her knives. Yeah, no one has any objections, it seems, to you possibly risking your life. Um, and they're all just kind of waiting for, for the yes. I'll go. Let's do it. Yes. I feel like there's something weird going on here. Yeah, like a trap? Like somebody's gonna... I probably shouldn't. We Let's talk about this later. later. <laughs> all right. Marcus whispers into his talk stone. Can we, can we talk outside? <laughs> all of our bags mumble. Dewey puts his. Uh, we need a moment. Dewey yeah. puts his hand on his hilt and says, "All right, so it is then. I'll. Uh, please, I insist that I go with you. I do not want anything terrible to happen to newcomers." Yeah, that's okay. Sure, more the merrier. All right. We'll set off in the morning. Oh, I guess we should go back to the tavern where our room is. <laughs> our room? Yeah. yeah. As we're leaving, Yuri Turi scuttles out of Anton's boot or uh, pants leg. Is there like any furniture in the room? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of wooden. There's like a wooden table with four chairs around it and just sort of a. Uh, one of those weird therapist bed things. Okay. He, a chaise lounge. A chaise lounge. Yeah. A fainting couch. Um, oh, mercy. Yeah, he scuttles quick as lightning under the chaise lounge. Hey, Dungeon fans. If you like it when we get off topic on this podcast and just start talking about what's been on our minds and what's in the media, then you might like to check out Draw 2, the podcast that I edit produce and co-host with my good friend josh harper uh justin emily and sam have all guest starred on episodes in season one and fiona is going to be guest starring in season two um it is an ongoing conversation about personality and about how the media affects our lives um and the tone and humor are very similar to this podcast and it's also very rooted in nerd culture uh so get on over to itunes or whatever podcast app you use and uh give us a try that's draw to d-r-a-w-t-w-o and our icon's a little blue house we hope to see you there now back to dungeon times Um, are there any patrons in the bar when we come back? Patrons? Where? <laughs> um, Not that kind of patron. Yeah, there are. Just everyone is sitting alone at this point. What's no no arguing's going on, though. What's Benny doing? Benny's doing, Benny's doing <laughs> the dishes. his muscles? Yeah. <laughs> Benny's hey, practicing his, his axe throwing. Okay, but like for someone that looks like a baby? <laughs>
Hey, I don't actually look like a baby. I'm the size of a baby. I'm 107. I won't yuck that yum. I'm sorry. That sounds like something like an anime fan says. Like, no, she's actually 150. She just looks 12. Let me have my crush on the hunky orc bartender. It's not weird. Play with me. I know, I'm just giving you shit. Uh, Brangelo rolls in on his broom and he hops off and he says, Hey, anyone here think they can outdrink me? <laughs> wow. You gonna go on a binge, Brangelo? Benny, uh, Benny chimes up and says, Not from my reserves, they can't. <laughs> I take out my jar of brown potion and I look around expectantly to see if anyone's gonna take me up on this. <laughs> One said... Sad looking fuck comes up from the back of the bar and says, I'll take you up on that. Alright. It's free. Man, just this town is so fucking sad. <laughs> just just a couple of glasses, Benny. Yeah, whatever. And he gives you the glasses. I I pour two glasses full of the mysterious brown potion that came from the central cauldron of the potion room. Back back from Mordred's Back uh, from Mordred's po- potion room, yeah. the unfinished potion mixture mm-hmm. okay all right my friend bottoms up gulp as <laughs> as the as the other bar patron takes his brown swill he gives an exasperated ah yeah that was the stuff ah, was oh, like yeah. i always say stuff it down with some brown yeah <laughs> You, you sure said it, but what was your name again? Anglo Kabloo. My, my name's, he sort of gets a little tipsy, as if he can't keep his balance, and so do you, interestingly. <laughs> he, he says, my name's not Mark. Not Mark? I'm sorry. What's your name? My name's... The side, the main effect of the potion is that you can only lie. And the side effect is that you have a hard time keeping your balance. My name is Marcus Lasirius. Marcus, it's great to meet you. <laughs> it's good to meet you too. N- n- not Mark. I mean, y- yeah. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get another round. He kind of hobbles up to the bar. You mean you're not gonna wait? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he does go up to the bar and he says Benny, you're a piece of shit Paulette slaps him square across the face I will roll to attack if you want me to he looks at you and says well that wasn't great Benny, this it is smiles. was great it's his <laughs> <laughs> oh no Benny comes out from Paulette behind the punches bar him. <laughs> After he says after he says that, she punches him instead. Benny comes up from behind the bar and grabs him from his collar and says, All right, Mark, let's go. Benny, this is a real nice place you got here. Why, thank you. What? And he accepts the compliments, the earnest and honest compliment, not lie, as he escorts Mark out of the establishment. This is sure a comfortable city to be in. <laughs> <sighs> Well, you're the only one who. Are you that. cold, Anton? Brangelo. You're my best friend. <laughs> Are you cold? Gee, Brangelo. Thank you. I've always felt that we were on the same page about everything. <laughs> uh, 
appreciate you lying to me. You don't know that it's a lie. Unless you're just saying that. I'm just saying that. Brangelo, <laughs> uh, I have a couple questions for you. Since you're being so talkative. Yeah, I'm real excited to answer them. Because, like, he's not compelled to answer them. No, he can only, only lie. Brangelo, um, have you been stealing rations? <laughs> I, I really want to answer that question. <laughs> Brangelo, would you say that you have rations on your body right now? You know, it was really bad of you to, to stockpile all of those rations in your bag. Of, a couple of the bar patrons look up. <laughs> oh my god. Anton, you're real clever. Well, I don't have any rations. I'm out here starving like the rest of us. Yeah, just answer the question, Brangelo. <laughs> hey, kid, what? What, are you, what are you trying to do here? Benny comes up. Well, sir... I think we all know what I'm trying to do, Benny. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was real rotten when I saw Brangelo stuffing all those rations in his bag. It was real naughty. Hey, what's this about, Brangelo? Uh, uh, <laughs> Look, I don't know. Anton winks at Brangelo. I don't know what deal you've struck with the mayor, but how about you just head up to your room and he hands you a key. <laughs> oh no! I'm sorry. Are we are we all sharing one room up there? Or like about like how like if all the people in the bar right now were to go upstairs, what would be the division of where they were staying in rooms? Well, well, um, it just slams whatever she's drinking and stares at Benny. I'm the only one who uh, lives here currently. Although in times of crisis, everyone would be crashing here. Oh, like a sleepover. Yeah, I suppose so. That's interesting. <laughs> I really hope these two. Do get get it on. Do something. That would make me feel real comfortable. Brangelo, what a, what a thing to suggest. Brangelo, why are you such a pervert? <laughs> You're my grandmother would take you over her knee for that type of language. Why are you such a pervert? What? Uh, my name is talking about Brangelo. It's Marcus. What? He's still lying, Marcus. <laughs> What did you say? He drank that brown poop liquid, and now he can't tell the truth. Benny reaches into his pocket, and uh, Paulette throws you a different key. And he says, end of the hallway. And he walks back. <laughs> oh, my God. Paulette pockets it. Walks back to the back room of the bar to keep cleaning dishes. Brando starts stumbling upstairs. Paulette high-fives herself. <laughs> Anton just shakes his head. It's gonna be like the garbage room. It's gonna be a prank. There's no way it's not a prank. I don't know, it's cold. He's a big half orc man. You're a tiny snack of a woman. <laughs> You're older than his grandma. I'm very old. <laughs> I put the key in the lock and I turn it. Mm -hmm. You stumble into a pretty just plainly furnished room made for sleeping. There Perfect. Are, there are three beds. 
Is there one of those running water stones in here? Nope. Didn't think <laughs> there so. is a there's a chamber pot and just a jar with water in it. <laughs> I I start drinking the jar full of water. Okay. I'm gonna walk in. Is there any like heating in this room or anything? Yeah, like that? there's like a central furnace oh, of thank the building. God. I mean, the, I'm gonna start a fire. It's been warm since oh. it's been inside. Okay. I'm gonna go like sit by and just be like, yes. The flames. <laughs> this is my home. Right here in this room. I'm very comfortable. Yeah, it's about night at this time. You've kind of spent enough time, like, just sort of ambulating around the town, going to the bar, ending up at the mayor's office, and coming back to the bar, so. Are there any children in the town? Not yet. Oh, I forgot. To, uh, I forgot. This was kind of like. Kind of just a fun thing, but in the bar there is a young boy, young half-elf, playing the piano in the bar. Uh, Should have mentioned that earlier. That could have been some fun interaction. Anton definitely goes down and sits by the piano and listens for at least an hour. Okay. He's pretty good. Um, Just kind of like makes mistakes here and there, but he's reading off sheet music, and it's not bad. Mm. It's, It's pretty good bar jangles. Is that his name? <laughs> My name My is name's Barjangles, <laughs> son of Bojangles. Hey, uh, do you know the tune Dirty Old Bastard? Whoa, I'm, I'm not allowed to say that word. Oh, sorry. Uh, dirty Old Man. I, I, I can't wait till I'm an older kid and then I can also do, 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 the, do the swearing. Well, uh... If you travel far enough away from your family, you can say whatever you want. Uh, and you can see naked people. Oh, 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 oh. You can naked people I don't, for, the, <laughs> for no reason. Binaries. <laughs> he, he pauses the piano. He's like, I don't have any family here, but uh, I'm still not allowed to swear. Benny says that swearing's like putting salt on food, and there's a time and a place for it, but you don't want to overdo it. Well, Benny's very, very wise. I'm Anton. What's your name? My name's Tav. Tav Keepson. Tav Keepson. How'd you get here, Tav? Um, I guess, what What, what was the word you said? The bastard. <laughs> I, I'm one of those. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm so lovingly referred to as by a lot of the townspeople, but everyone's pretty nice to me, even in these times. What, what do you mean, these times? I know everybody's been fighting, but do you, do you know why they've been fighting? I don't know. Who's starting all these stupid fights? I just hear people arguing all the time, and I don't like to be a part of it. I just play the piano. You're doing great, Tav. Uh, if you hear anything, uh, I'm living upstairs for the next couple of weeks, I guess. Uh, just come up if you want to hang out i have a really cool centipede i don't know what that is but i've never had a friend before great <laughs> what does your centipede want to be my friend um <laughs> we'll see we'll oh, see oh swell isn't yeah is your over hearing anything no he's yeah. isn't he in the yeah is yeah. he overhearing anything in the oh uh, uh yeah sure yuri hears um the mayor, Dewey, and the mayor's like assistant sort of talking about how they're hopeful that 
they really do believe that you'll be able to get the equipment back out of the caves. Um, the mayor and the mayor's assistant still aren't really sure if anything is really down there. Um, they kind of seem like confused still about how any like thing was stolen and why it's down in the caves. Not that you can tell. They're really good at being secret evil. That's true. And then eventually uh, you hear just footsteps as everyone's leaving the office for the night. Brangelo has an idea lying on his bed upstairs, and he tries saying, this statement is a lie. What happens? <laughs> you get... Green uh, flames erupt from his ears and <laughs> eyes and nose. You get He's a really, melted. What the hell are you talking about, Brangelo? You get a really bad bout of gas. <laughs> <laughs> and you just let out a nasty fart. Uh, and the potion's effects are gone. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you fart and you're cured. Sorry, sorry about that, Marcus. Yeah. I think it's I think it's left me. Is there any can I go get some fresh air somewhere? Yeah. You can I'm not talking to you. No, I want <laughs> let's, get, let's get some fresh air. No. It's uh, me, your you best buddy Brangelo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright, well you can follow me if you want. Alright, let's go. I'm gonna go outside. Dude, it's just like old times, Marcus. Like that when we kidnapped Dickory. Wasn't that great? I'm gonna keep walking a little bit, a pace ahead of um, of Brangelo. Hey, Marcus, you never told me about your parents. <laughs> parents? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know my parents. Oh. Well, um, can we can we go look at the um? Shit! What is it called? The the bailiff. You want to go down to the bailiff's room? Or not the bailiff's room, the the jail? Yeah, just look around a little bit. Hang around a prison? Yeah, that's a good idea. I can maybe, maybe explore a little bit. I can maybe slip prison. some slip some prisoners some some things, a few stuff, a couple of... Slips, slip them some things? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you mean by drugs. that? A couple of drugs. For what? So they can be Money. animals? That too. Prison just turns into a bunch of bears. Is there, is there a guard or anything? No, you will... The, door is locked when you get up there oh can we is there... kick down the door oh do... you don't happen to know how to unlock busy. doors <laughs> do you Rangela? no I could turn into a mouse and <laughs> <laughs> and do that I mean I don't have any reason to break in but if you'd like to I mean I don't you you take you take me out. You talk about breaking into a prison, and you don't, don't follow through. What kind of a date is this? <laughs> well, I didn't want to cause any trouble. I just wanted to go for a walk by myself. <laughs> I'm just I'm yeah. just talking. Isn't it nice be being out here by ourselves? <laughs> ourselves. Boy, this air sure is um, well cold. I'm gonna walk across the town to the like uh path to the mines and look to see if there's anything weird going on i get the hint and i stay by the prison and build a snowman <laughs> is there come on it's just like johnny resnick of the goo goo dolls once said let love in i mean i'm not i'm just gonna keep walking <laughs> um uh you head back down so you're going down to the mines uh yes yeah, close enough to like get a good look at him 
You kind of head down the path, and it's really eerie. Uh, the wind is brutal uh, in the dead of night, and you just sort of hear howling and echoes as the wind just sort of is coming off the top of a large excavated quarry. Uh, you can see under the moonlight that at the bottom of a quarry is sort of a tunnel that's about 30 feet wide. Okay. There's a lot of equipment just sort of idly sitting by. Um, is the equipment covered in snow, or is it, like, freshly yeah. used? Yeah, oh. it looks like it hasn't been touched in a minute. Is there anyone around? No. Make a perception check. It's faint, but you hear what you think are echoes of a, like a very distant, but sort of purposely rhythmic tapping <laughs> coming from the mine. There's a tiny gnome tap dancing down in the mines. Just a legion of Swedish chefs. <laughs> Please let that be the final boss. <laughs> um, That'll be when you fight Entropy. It's just the Swedish, Swedish chefs. Um, I add details to my snowman to make it look as much like Marcus as I can. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm going to head back to the tavern. and go look at the snowman? No, I'm going to head back to the tavern. Ooh, cold. I dejectedly head back to the tavern after waiting several hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You see a lot of people just walking, doing their business. And they're quick to uh, go from point A to point B and just sort of glance at you and ignore you as you're making your snowman. Uh, it's, it's, it's done. I did it. <laughs> I finally did it. If only... You hear one voice come up behind you. Oh, that's a nice snowman. Oh, thank you. What's your name? My name's Plexico. We met uh, at the mayor's office. Oh, yeah. Hey, here's 50 gold, Plexico. I really needed that. Well, thanks. I mean, I you don't... Wait, wait to cheapen the moment, do, Angelo. I, do, do I don't you know want what it? this is for, but I don't particularly need it. Well, you don't have to take it. Well... No, how about what, you hold on to it? What's what's got you out at this time of night, Plexico? I'm just making the rounds. How's that going for you? Thankfully uneventful tonight. It's cold enough that no one really wants to start anything outside. Sure is cold. Alright, uh... I'm, uh, I'm heading back into the jail for the night. I'm not gonna let you in, unfortunately. It's that's, that's not really right. that exciting anyways. I just gotta keep in guard there for the night making sure the drunk tank stays behaved. You know what, Plexico? Y you're all right. Thanks. Y you too, stranger. I get on I, my... I hope you can can get to the bottom of the, the missing equipment down in the mines tomorrow. Get some sleep. All right, well, gotta fly. I get on my broom. I zoom back to the, the, load, the lodestone. <laughs> Weird kid. Hey, hey, Marcus, I made you... Oh, never mind. You... Okay. Did you have a good little hangout by the jail? Anything happen over there? Not really. Where'd you go? What... 
Uh, I walked out to some of the look at the mines. You sure are a solitary type, Marcus. Yep, that's me. <laughs> it's really cold here. It sure is, boy. It it really is cold here. Yeah, I hope we get to temperatures lose. pretty low. Yeah, I, I like the temperatures pretty high usually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go upstairs now. Are you still talking to um, Anton? Are you still talking to Tav? Um, Tav. Yes. Tav the piano boy. Oh yeah, Tav the piano. I know. I I wrote his name as Tau. That was supposed to be a V. Very good. <laughs> um. Yeah, we've been talking about music that we like. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been telling him about my granny and how much she liked music. Yeah, you know a lot more about mining shanties than you thought possible now. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and I guess when Tav heads up to bed, Anton asks Benny if he needs any help. Benny has long gone upstairs. <laughs> Benny is still cleaning up the bar. <laughs> Give me my bliss. <laughs> but what are you doing, Paulette? I'm asleep upstairs. Do you go in that room? Absolutely, I go in that room. Benny shows up eventually. Oh, my God. <laughs> How graphic are we going to get here? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to leave it to some dirty innuendo later. There's your there's your fanfic, everybody. <laughs> Woo! You're welcome. Tweet at Dungeon Times with your gross fan art. Please don't. Your beautiful, sensual, erotic, and true fan art. I'll look at erotic fan art, but I don't want anything gross. Mm. I only want that, gross fan Get that art. NSFW tag. Tasteful. I want everything only is, drawn in MS okay, Paint. Here's what I want. Give us. Let's give us the background. What is the... Because I've been snooping in this room, absolutely, if he didn't come up right away. So yeah, what's it? It just kind of looks like... Is it well-decorated? Orc-sized condoms. Lacking a woman's touch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no. Large. That does not leave things in the imagination, Brangelo. He's a half-orc. Yeah, half-orc. We don't know which half. <laughs> <laughs> you, find his, you find it pretty bare, uh, except for some laundry in the corner and a screenplay on the armoire. Oh, my God, I read it. I'm reading the whole thing. It's a... Uh, it's a... the, the next three episodes of our podcast <laughs> will be a dramatic reading of an org screenplay. <laughs> it is a psychological thriller slash steamy romance. Yes. Okay, I'm like very into it, and that's what I'm reading. Okay. That's what I'm doing upstairs. All right, so y'all retire for the night, and morning comes around. Um... Dewey, you come downstairs, and Dewey is in the bar, just sort of kind of kicking the can, waiting around for you for you guys to come down. Paula, Paula comes down wearing one of Benny's shirts. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilariously it's oversized. Like is four that, times your size. It's a very funny. Is that a, She's wearing her real clothes underneath it, but it's, Paula, a, it's a really good joke. Is that... Are, are you wearing a sheet? Are you um, a ghost dress? I, uh, it's a shirt. Oh. Okay. Do it. It's a new look I'm trying. Brangelo sits down at the piano and tries to play something. It's 
It's a little out of tune, but it's a pretty good piano. It's going to be like, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting to have to roll for it. But Go ahead and roll. Oh. Add your charisma. Uh, <laughs> that's a crit miss. <laughs> plink, plink. He, he punches one key and the piano like breaks and it falls. You smash the piano keys. Oh, no. Then he, like despite being a large person, seems to come out of nowhere and just puts his hand on your shoulder and shakes his head. And about, asks that you stop. What about Tav? Tav is not here right now. Tav is oh. at the foot of his broken You can hand. feel it. Anton comes looming over Brangelo. Anton, I wrote this song about you. Brangelo, if you break any of this piano, I will make your life and subsequent afterlife very, very uncomfortable. Do you want That's to f- my friend's piano. Do you want to fight me right now? No, because you'll die. I'll no. fight you. <laughs> we have a job to do, dumb nut. <laughs> That's right. I learned some mining shanties. Don't mess with me, punk. Paulette, Paulette throws one of her throwing like her daggers between the two of them. It's not great. She hits Brangelo. <laughs> Why me? <laughs> um, it's, not, it's an eleven. <laughs> Yeah, it gets the point across. Uh-huh. But it's embedded in the piano. Wasn't a crit miss. Um, um, Dewey speaks up and says, well, shall we head out? Dewey, I have a question for you first. Yeah. What? You said that there has been mining going on, right? Not lately, no. We've shut down all operations for the last couple of weeks. Oh. Okay. Why, Why have you done that? Just because... Well, nobody wants to work for more or less the same reason why we haven't even gone into the mines since we've gotten your help. I, I believe and both the mayor and the mayor's advisor think it's something dangerous is going on. Okay. Well, let's go get him. Leave the lodestone. Well, that kisses Benny on the cheek before she leaves. Brangelo also she tries has to, to She has to climb up a lot of things to get to his cheek. He smacks you on the butt, and Paula just like leaps, flying, across flying the out the door. <laughs> um, like a cherub. Dewey like gives. <laughs> Dewey gives like a a salute and a nod to Benny, and just Benny nods back, and y'all leave the lodestone. Unless you have any more business. Nah. No. You. Go to the southeastern part of town, uh, the same road that you went down last night, Marcus, and uh, come to the top of the quarry. Uh, Dewey says, now, here's the top of the quarry, but the trouble is where that cave down there starts. What do you mean? That's the entrance that... uh, Like this, where the hobgoblins are? Hobgoblins? Where we think there might be some hobgoblins. We were excavating the quarry when we found this entrance and oh this isn't part of the mine not part of the intended mine we sort of just happened upon this and is there a map of the mine uh well i do know the mine pretty well up to a point so no there is no map he he is the You're map. a human map and in case you were to unfortunately pass away we would have no way of getting out. That's dumb. We need a map. All right, all right. Uh, let me let me go draw something up quick. 
Brangelo cups his hands to his mouth and aims his voice into the quarry and goes, Hello! Well, we're not down. Oh, I guess it's just echo. Well, it's tying up and buttoning up the shirt to make like a little jumpsuit. Can I make a perception a check? fashion jumpsuit. To see if there's rhythmic tapping again? Yeah, sure. <laughs> he only dances at night. The chef rises. Twelve? You don't hear anything. Okay. You're just echoey, echoey. Hello, cadences. hello, hello, hello. Thank you. Are we going in or what? Yeah, let's go in. Okay. Who's giving me a ride? I don't have dark vision. You're at the entrance of the mine. It's about 30 feet wide and narrows down to about 10 feet wide. Uh, at the end of the tunnel that goes for about, well, let's just say 120 feet, it curves to the left, but there is also an entrance to the right. <laughs> Anton. I don't know about you Anton guys. Anton farted. I don't know about you guys, but I've had a lot of luck with things at the end of hallways this trip. Worst case, it's a giant dinosaur. We already dealt with that. Yeah, we can do that. You guys are pros. Um, Race you to the end. Dewey, Dewey steps up and says, "All right, guys, um, we're looking for we're looking for crates. We're probably just gonna find a lot of crates down here that don't have what we want, but we'll just have to search through everything, I suppose, to find the right ones." If there's one thing I have experienced, favorite thing. If there's one thing I have experience with, it's crates. Ah, a bit of a connoisseur yourself? You could say I deal in crates. <laughs> Interesting. Well, anyways, let's go. <laughs> What's in this crate right here? Uh, how about you open it up? You're still in the hallway, the first, the first tunnel. All right, here I go. You crack it open, and inside are pickaxes. Oh, cool. And some, uh, some dynamite. I take some dynamite and also pickaxe. You take two sticks of dynamite. Hey, Dewey, what's in this room off to the right here? Um, this should be uh, where we kind of stage supplies and sort of where we receive uh, the goods. Do you think the goods are maybe in there? Well, have you checked? I have not. I have not been down here in quite a while. You guys suck at this. Probably. It's quite dark down here, by the way, and anyone without dark vision won't be seeing much. Um, well, no, Dewey has a torch. So, we'll to retcon that in there. Uh, you take a right, the first right in the tunnel, and you come to a T. You can go left or right. Uh, Dewey's looking at his map and says, Um, to the right is a storage room. I suppose we could start there. Sounds good. I cast detect magic. You detect no magic. Well, we're looking for magical items. So maybe not. <laughs> but last time we poked around a storage yes, room, we maybe there's another best friend in a jar. Yeah, I guess you're getting a little hungry, aren't you, Brangelo? Oh, God. <laughs> you take a right, and it's a rather short uh, hallway this time, and you come to a circular room that has... There are crates stacked up on either side of this room. Um uh, Pretty lumpy room right there. It's, it's a lumpy it's room. Dug out of the ground. It, it doesn't look good, Marcus. What do you want? It's an uncut room. Um, but besides, <laughs> yeah, it's got a, f it's got a flare. Besides the crates, you also see two corpses. Oh, fresh ones. Brangelo, look, a snack. <laughs> what the fuck? They look. Anton, uh, why are you okay with this? 
they look to be a couple of weeks old. Um, roll a inspection. Oh, come on. Um, uh, a seven. fifteen. Inspection. Investigation. Investigation, rather. Sorry. Five. Anyone over fifteen. Anyone with a sixteen or higher. Um, None of us. Oh shit! Sorry. You see some bodies. Hey Dewey, are these news to you? Yeah, I recognize these two. They've they'd gone missing. We just sort of thought that they left the town. Uh, Paulette looks through the like rifles the bodies. You find just some some silver coins, some uh, just uninteresting mining equipment. Anything in the boxes that I search around? Uh, in the boxes, there is no magic items in these boxes. However, you do find some rope, um, some lanterns, and... Marcus is a rope magnet. Yeah, rope master. And rope. <laughs> four more sticks of dynamite. Sticks of dynamite. Rangelo takes his pickaxe and starts mining the floor. That's not at all how mining works. <laughs> Dink. I just mine the floor. Dink. That's how it works in Minecraft. Dink. <laughs> Dink. All right. Dink. Uh, Guys, in here. I'm getting good at this. Why Dink. don't we just leave you here to practice, Brangelo? Dink. Yuri, Turi, yeah, make good. an investigation. Dink. Sure. Like, sniff around them bodies. Yeah. All right. Yes, he got a 17, yes. which I think he has. Yes, demon. He has, like, he's yes, very demon. dumb. <laughs> uh, as long as it's not a minus two. No, yeah, he got a 16. He notices that um, the bodies have been there for a couple of weeks, but also looks like that the skin and flesh has been pecked away at. Mm, someone has made a fine snack of these bodies. Ah, uh, guys, um, Yuri Terry says that something's been eating these things. And they've been here a couple of weeks, so uh, keep your guards up. Yeah. Do you, Rangel, we, you just keep on picking. Do we know if hobgoblins eat flesh? Can I roll for that? Yeah, you can roll. Uh, not good. Not good. Nope. <laughs> You're not sure. I got like a 12. You think you might remember someone telling you something about their parents getting eaten by hobglob- hobgoblins, but... You think they might be full of shit. Who knows? Blah, blah, blah. Hablaglachlan. Dewey looks uh, disturbed by this fact revealed by the centipede demon and says, well, let's move on. What part? By the fact that a centipede demon told him or that bodies are being eaten. He just looks uncomfortable all around. Both. Yeah, not great. Um, He says, well, we really should just kind of Check out every room here, so what do you say? Should we just go straight ahead or back out towards the curve? What's the what's straight ahead? Let's check the other part of this hallway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll just level with you. I wasn't part of the mining crew, so I spent most of my time above ground. This map I've got isn't really all that helpful for me, but we're just going to have to check everything out. I thought you said you knew this mine pretty well. Did I say that? Yeah. Are you lying to I us? lied to you. <laughs> what the fuck? That's Brangelo's job, and also sometimes my job. Anton gives his best. I'm disappointed. In- 
In this room, just south of the room that you were in, you see a stack of crates in one corner, a stack of barrels with danger signs on them. These are metal barrels, and you also see a minecart and tracks that go down into a tunnel that you cannot see through. I take one, I pick a metal barrel, and I whack it as hard as I can with my pickaxe. That's so dumb. Let him him explore. Let him explore in the space. Wang. You you do that. You puncture the barrel and the metal on metal clank sparks and you start an explosion. (laughs) (laughs) We all die down here. Oh, that's a lot of dice rolls. Fuck y'all. Brangelo killed everybody. Um, Brangelo, you take 15 damage. Okay. 15 damage? From one barrel exploding. How yeah. big is a barrel? It's the like other... a 55-gallon drum. Did the other barrels explode? Luckily not. <laughs> Learning experience. Does that burn his clothes? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're not feeling great. You smell terrible. Your coat's all fucked up. Dewey is reeling, and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Oh, you know, just just trying some things out. You got mayor of fuck all town down here trying to ruin the whole damn operation. Keep your pickaxes to yourself. Yeah, he's a moron. What's your intelligence? Sixteen. Mm, no, <laughs> no. You've... Mine is 12. That might be a wisdom check. I don't know. Yeah, mine's 12 as well. What, wisdom? Mine's 18. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Brangelo should be the smartest. Yeah. So, Dewey, you got no idea where this minecart goes? I presume it goes down to the lower level. Yuri I'm, I'm not all that helpful ride. for that. Well, Yuri Terry loves rides, especially those that simulate that of hell. Yeah, let's put him in. Push him down. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you can call him back, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's fine. You do that. You put Yuri Terry in the minecart and you push it down, and it's incredibly loud amidst the silence of the caves, and he goes down for a ride and vanishes out of view. Uh, you hear a loud sort of clank, and the cart is no longer making any noise. I ask him what's going on. So the cart stopped, and... Yuri Turi is in a very large cavern with a huge uh, crystal formation at the center. It seems, it looks, it's like they're very, it's like selenite. It is really white and sort of pulsing and glowing. Human, you'd best get down here. I believe there's something you would like to see. How do we get down there without the cart? Yuri Turi can't push the cart up. I know. <laughs> How far away is it? Can you mage hand? It's not in sight. No, it's like 30 feet. You're not sure how far it went. You just walk on the tracks, right? So it goes directly down, like a drop almost. Like a a 75 degree angle. It's pretty steep. Okay. Like, could a goat go down it? (laughs) Actually, probably. F. Paulette's going to ride her goat down. Okay. How many people can ride on my goat? Uh, It's a large goat. I'd say probably two. I'm going to take Anton. <laughs> I'll get him my broom. 
Bye, Marcus. I'll use my winged boots that I have to fly down. How long would that take? No, not that long. Okay. So you go down the tunnel and you find the minecart that just kind of crashed into a cart stopper. And you see... Cart stopper. You see a large formation of crystals at the center of this huge cavern. Uh, to your left, or the north side, there is a huge wall, about 120 feet high, um, and above that is a fence. And you, for a moment, you see figures looking up over it, and you can visibly see hobgoblins. Oh, fuck. And they're just sort of like growling menacingly and brandishing their swords at you. Cool. And they sort of vanish from there. So there's a huge wall that's about 120 feet up, and there is also pooling water um, on the other side where you came in from. Uh, you're not sure how deep the water is, but it is flowing in. As you go closer to inspect, it looks like there is um, like a, a tunnel beneath the standing water that the water is coming from, and the water is flowing down further. There's a tunnel? Or is the water... That's water. So yeah, you're in a very large cavern with a... You're on like a platform where there is a drop-off on the southern side, and that pool of water is pooling up and like sort of forming a river and falling off of the platform that you're on. As you look south, so you came in from the left side of this room, you t look to the right, um, you just sort of see an unending darkness. We're in a very large space. An unending darkness. <laughs> uh, those of you with dark vision out to like 60 feet or whatever, that is not far enough to see the end wow. of this huge system of, uh, of caves that you're in. Are these crystals magic? Paulette's poking them with her sword. I'm time to detect magic. Uh, they don't appear to be. It's just some natural phenomenon, it seems. Brangelo whacks one of the crystals with his pickaxe. Pickaxe breaks. Ah, oh, dang it. These are some hard crystals. Are they like diamonds? Do they look like diamonds? Yes. Do they taste like diamonds? <laughs> of course you would know what they taste like, you idiot. Marcus, an arrow sort of zings by you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> as one of the hobgoblins from above you sort of is taking shots. Can I shoot it? Go for it. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um. Don't forget your bracers of archery. 20 to hit. You hit him. Boom. Pull the damage. <laughs> I get double attack. Oh my god. You're Do I get five. double attack in this or? Yeah, you're level here? five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, should I do both attacks at the same time? Uh, you roll separately. Knock two arrows, <laughs> like a badass. All right, I'll do... Um, so your first attack would be... Uh, all right, 19. 19 damage? Yeah. You get the guy right in the shoulder, and he kind of... Hobbles. He, he's he's hob, hobbed. You hobbed him. He's not dead yet, though. Does he have to roll to attack again? Yeah. 17. 17 will hit. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. 17 for damage. Yeah. Oh, yeah, to roll to hit again. Roll to attack. But dad, too. Not for attack. Yes, yeah, you do. With your bracers of archery. I thought it was 
damage? It's both. Oh. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. 14. 14 will not hit, though. Um, as your second arrow flies by, you see this hobgoblin kind of look back and growl, and uh, four ropes sort of like fly down <laughs> the, the end of oh. this huge wall, and you also hear noise coming from the tunnel that you guys came from. Oh, such a Marcus theme, the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> Always ropes. It's Marcus's fantasy. <laughs> oh, boy. The hobgoblin's starting to come down the ropes. Yes. Do we have to roll, like, do we still have time to get attacks off while they're getting down the ropes? Will our heroes be able to survive the ambush of the hobgoblins? Will they retrieve the much-needed magic equipment for these towns so that the innocents can survive the freeze? Tune in next week for the thrilling... Will Benny and Paulette consummate their love with a marriage consummated with marriage <laughs> as <laughs> intimacy cannot happen in the D&D world outside of a marriage <laughs> tune in next week is that a real thing? no <laughs> for dungeon time hey, welcome back to heteronormative monogamy cast <laughs> Are you married? It's impossible. Sex is physically impossible. Unless you're actually married. Sex is physically impossible. A a wizard did it. (laughs)